to Soul Refreshing, brought to you by Salt Out Ministries of Washington, D.C. Come dine with us at the King's Table for faith, hope, joy, and healing for these trying and changing times. We hope your soul will be refreshed. We want to say thank you for joining us, and we're yet dining at the King's Table. Um, and for the past few weeks, we've been talking to you about depression. We have had um, some great discussions about depression. We defined what it was. We gave um, risk factors. We gave definitions. We gave the different types of depression, and we wanted to do that to educate, you know, the listeners, you our listeners, and ourselves um, on the subject of depression because it's so prevalent in the country. I dare say it's a global pandemic right now. Depression is becoming a global pandemic as much so as the COVID. Um, I've been reading and hearing and um, about it. Um, not just over the news, but from people who are overseas and um, different places that, you know, so many people are just depressed all over the world. And um, we just wanted to tackle it. We wanted to um, let people know that it's something that we need to take seriously. Uh, they're labeling it a mental illness. We're saying that may be so, but there is a spiritual root and a spiritual cause. And so in this part of it, as we continue the discussion on depression, will you be made whole? And uh, we discovered last times that we talk about depression that the Bible declares that we can be made whole. And that's the question that Jesus asked Many people, when he was healing them, when he was, you know, um, they were seeking him out to be healed. They had different illnesses and different situations they were going through, and they came to Jesus. And one of the questions he asked them is, will you be made whole? And to me, that was so important because he's telling them, I can heal you. I can touch you. I can heal you. But. There's something that you have to do. You have a part. Will you be made whole? Will you extend your faith and trust me and allow me to do what I need to do in your life? Because when he healed them, he didn't just heal whatever diseases that they had. He made them every whit whole. And that spoke to their physical condition. It spoke to their spirit, uh, mental condition and their bodies. So being made whole is talking about wholeness, is talking about being healed and touched in every area of our lives. And so that's what we're talking about here today. We're continuing to talk about being made whole. Um, we learned that depression is the oldest known psychiatric disorder, but psychiatrists still do not know what causes it? 
We looked at it from the clinical perspective, the mental, the biological, and the physical, because we believe it's important to know those things, even talking about learning what foods could possibly trigger depression, because that is a part of what happens to some people. Some things they shouldn't be, you know, consuming. And we eat them sometimes out of ignorance. We don't know that that can happen. But it's good to know that all of those things can be dealt with. All of those things can be learned about. And it can eliminate depression in our lives, along with what we do spiritually. Amen? Because no matter what you do, you're going to have to involve the spiritual part of it. Amen? Amen. Okay, so we also... Uh, presented a short overview of the spiritual side of depression. Um, The sum of who we are is interwoven in all of those aspects because we remember that we are spirit, soul, and body. Amen? Amen. So that's why we're dealing with it from all angles. We don't want to just tackle one aspect and then not the other. Because if we want wholeness, we've got to know it from every part of it. Amen. Amen. Now, in these next sessions, what we want to do is unpack some of the spiritual side and delve into the causes and effects, and most important, how to be delivered and set free. We learned that a lot of depression is caused by wounded spirits and souls because of experiences in our lives, traumatic things, soul-wrenching things. And wherever there is wounding, there must be healing. Amen. Amen. I'll say that again. Wherever there is wounding, there must be healing. Things happen to us in our lives and we say, I'm okay. Yeah, it happened. I'm okay. Uh, I, I survived. Let me tell you something. God does not want us to survive. He wants us to thrive. And that means being made whole. Amen. I've heard a lot of rape victims and they tell me, uh, I, I, I survived. I'm a survivor. But one thing I learned about survivors You can survive something. You can not die from it. But you're all messed up. You understand? You're still not able to function. You're not able to sleep. You you sleep with clothes on. You sleep with your doors locked. You get 25 doors, locks on your door because you're still afraid. You're still traumatized. Yes, you survived it. But you're not whole. You're not well. You're not okay. Amen. So there's a difference between being a survivor and being a thriver. A thriver is somebody who has, God has touched. God has healed. You have dealt with the issues. You have taken it to God and he has poured in the oil, poured in the wine, and he has healed your broken parts. So we want you to be made whole. Amen? Amen. So wherever there is wounding, there must be healing. And what we're really talking about is called inner healing. And that might be a term that a lot of people don't know and have not heard about and have never heard it explained as to know 
what it really is, what it really means, what it can do, and how it benefits those who are broken in spirit. Amen? So right now, Minister Ronnie, um, what's your last name? Qualls. (laughs) We got two Ronnies here, okay? That's the issue. Minister Ronnie Qualls is going to talk to us about inner healing. Amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. And um, inner healing is a thing that um, majority of us need. And a lot of times we did not even know it. I didn't know it for a very, very long time because I was saved as a very young child. Grew up in a house where my mother was a prayer warrior and, you know, we knew God and and um, I was saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, and then, but it was just like something's still missing. Something's missing. Something's missing because you, you're growing, but you're not growing. You know, it, it, you take some steps, and then you, 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 you fall back into things. Now, my, my issue was I wasn't, I didn't have depression, but I had abandonment issues, and I did not know how to see God as my father. I did not have an earthly father. We were... We were abandoned, and it, and it did something to me. And it was to the point where I did not know how to trust God as Father or to know God as a Father. I had no frame of reference. I loved Him with all I knew, but it was still something missing. I said, God, something is still wrong. What is going on with my life? I, I need to understand what's, 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 stopping, me, what's stopping me from from being all that you want me to be. And he said, you need to be you need to know me as father. He said, you have to forgive your father. And I'm saying, okay, my father died when I was 12. So how do I forgive somebody that's dead? How do I do that, Lord? You're going to have to show me how I can forgive my father. He said, well, I will show you how to forgive your father. He said, you come up here and I promise you, he took me in a place because I was sobbing and crying because I want to do what's right in the sight of God. And I was crying and I was sobbing. And he just, in the spirit, he took me in the spirit. And I saw him. He said, come up in my lap. Mm. Crawl up here in my lap. Mm. And I crawled up in his lap. And he said, now, you say to him what you would say to him if he was alive. So I, he began to tell me and to, to speak to me the things that I needed to say to my father. And as he began to do that for me, I felt a relief. I felt things coming off of me. I felt weights coming off of my body. I felt weights coming off of my mind. And he said, now I need you to understand, you have to come and learn how I am your father. So I got this book called Inner Healing. And I got this book as the, um, um, from Gene Stapleton, I think it was. and. It took you through a process of understanding how to go through the process of being healed. So as God, and it's not an overnight thing. It doesn't happen overnight. But as you continue to work with God, as you continue to ask Him to show you and reveal things to you that you know that you need to, you know, that you might not even understand, but He reveals it through the Spirit. And He helps you to do the things that you cannot do. And so um, I got another book called um, Knowing God as Father. That's another book. It's a wonderful book, and it's a workbook because you have to work. After you read each um, uh, each chapter, there's a, there's questions and answers that you have to answer. 
So when you're going through the process of inner healing, you have to know you have to be gut level honest with God. You can't hide anything from him anyway. But he's there to bring you through the situations. He, he, he's there to bring you. He'll bring things to your mind. And it's a painful thing because you're going to shed a lot of tears because all of these things are being emptied out of you. But you know when you are empty, then you will know how to receive God as Father and how to know Him as a loving Father. Some of you, you probably can relate to this. You know, a lot of people have, were abandoned as children and, and horrible things happen to you when you don't have a father in place. Things happen to you that should not happen to you when you don't have a father, when you don't have a loving father because you were put in situations where we had to be, we, we sometimes we lived with people, you know, and then sometimes people would get mad with, with our mom and they would put us out in the middle of the street, in the middle of the night. And we go through all these kind of things, and these things impact your life. So my, my journey was before I, I, I understood what was going on with my life. I had decided for myself that um, I was going to be my own person, and I was not going to have to depend on nobody. So I was going to go to school. I was going to get my education. I was going to get a job, and I was going to take care of me. I wasn't pining to be married. I didn't care nothing about getting up married. I didn't care nothing because I was going to take care of me. I wasn't going to have to ask anybody for anything ever again in life. Now, God was faithful and he was just to me because he had people in my life that, that took good care of me when I was growing up. You know, I didn't have to ask certain people for certain things, but they just took me, they took me over. And I thank God for that because he provided for me. But it was in my mindset, because of that abandonment issue, I didn't want to have to depend on nobody. I wanted to be my own person and take care of me. So that was going to be, I'm going to be independent and I'm not going to have to depend on nobody. And so then the Lord decided that he chose me to be married. <laughs> I, wasn't pining, I wasn't pining to be married. I was not pining to be married. And I... I, I didn't even care, you know, I didn't care about no boys and nothing like that. You know, in the country they say girls fast and all that kind of, I wasn't fast. So I wouldn't think about no boy. <laughs> so, but at, at the age of 14, and this is a miracle from God, and I know it was God because my mother did not allow my sister to, 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 they know, to have no boyfriends at no 14. But we had been um, affiliated with some people and we lost touch with them and they saw my mom again. And um, they invited her to the church, and that's where I met him. And I wasn't trying to go to the church. I was trying to just do, I was already at my own church. I was happy. And so they, they wanted the pharmacist to come and sing, because me and Cece used to sing together. And they wanted the pharmacist to come and sing. So Mama said, you got to come over there and sing, because they want to hear, hear you sing. So, the, so we just, you know, we have to be obedient. So we went on over to the church. And so after um, I sang, and after we sang, um, after church, this, this, this boy come off this organ, and he told me right then, he said, the Lord spoke to me and said, you're going to be my wife. And I said, I don't, I don't even know you. You better get out of my face. The Lord ain't spoken to you, told you nothing. You better get out of my face. But, but sure enough, I'm his wife. <laughs> I'm his wife, and I know it's, it was God because, like I said, Mama didn't, you know, you, you didn't be having no boys coming in no house or nothing like that. And so, but he, he was a, a, a permanent fixture in our house, you know, but the Lord, you know, the Lord promised, you know, if you obey me, I promise to you, I will give you everything that you need. I will see to it that everything you need, you will get. 
So, you know, you humble yourself and you do what the Lord tells you to do. So, you know, you, I, I'm married, happily married for 47 years. But, you know, I still had to get free of the abandonment issue because I was looking for my husband to do things that God was supposed to do. I, now, I couldn't be self-sufficient like I wanted to be. So now I'm going to depend on, uh, you know, he's got to do everything. But God wanted me to learn him as my father. He wanted to heal me of my abandonment issues. And so when I was going through my the um, process of being healed, just like I said, he told me, climb, climb up in my lap. Climb up in my lap and let me love you. Let me let you understand what love of a father is. Let me show you what the love of a father is. Let me, and I said, well, Lord, you said I had to forgive. How can I forgive a man? He's dead. I can't talk to him. He said, you talk to him in the spirit. You talk to me. You tell me what you would say to him. So I did it. And when every time he would take me to another issue, another thing, he would uproot something else, he would take me. I would see myself in his lap again. And he would, and he would tell me what to say. And as I said it, I could feel another weight coming off. I could feel another weight coming off. I could feel another weight coming off. So the problem, you know, I'm not, well, it is a problem because if you have problems and you don't know how to trust God and you don't know how to trust God as Father, then you will have issues that you don't understand why you're not further along or why you're not doing the things and why the things are not happening like they should happen because it's a process. It's a process. And it's, a not, it's not an overnight process. It's an ongoing process because God was, he will always continually bring something to your mind that you need to surrender. And the thing that I love so much about that experience was when he told me to crawl up in my lap mm -hmm. and let me love you as a father. Let me show you the love of a father. And I promise you, it was the most exhilarating and the most precious thing that I have ever experienced in my life. But God can do the same thing for you. And Amen. he wants to do the same thing for you. Amen. He wants us to know him as father. So when we know him as father, we can trust him. Mm -hmm. He'll give us the ability. To, we, we will have the ability to trust him. Even though we don't understand everything that he, he allows to happen. And he allows to bring us to go through. Because when you, talk, you, when you go through things... You're not just going through it for yourself. You're going through it because you're going to have to bring somebody else through that same way. So everything that God allows to happen to us is for a reason. But he will never abandon us. And he pours in the oil and the wine. And he restores your soul. Mm -hmm. He restores your soul. Amen, amen. Mm. Amen. Like nobody else can. Amen. A love of a family member can't do it. It's good, but it can't do what God does. And when you allow yourself to humble yourself and say, God, here I am. Here I am, Lord. Whatever it is, here I am. Help me. And that's what he gave us the Holy Spirit for. To do the things in our flesh. The things that we cannot do in our flesh. He gives us the power to do it. He gives us the power to want to do it. You have to be willing yes. and obedient. If Amen. you're willing and obedient, then you will eat the fruit of the land, the good of the land. Amen. I had to be willing to go through that process. And it was a painful process. But I had to be willing 
to go through that process. And I can say today, I have learned, I have learned the love of a father. Yes. I have learned that when things that don't seem right to me and I don't always know, I know that my father, my father is going to take care of everything that needs to be taken care of. Amen. When he takes me through the valleys, he, he's there with me because he knows I'm going to tell it. He's going to, he knows I'm going to tell it. I'm going to tell it. When I come through, I'm going to come through and I'm going to tell it. No, this is what you do. Because people will come to you and they want their own remedies. They want to do things their own way, but you can't do it your own way. You got to come through God. Yes. And you got to know him as your loving father. And once you know him as your loving father, then he can heal you from anything that you've experienced. Any experience that you have had that has been detrimental to your life, when you know him as your loving father, and that you can crawl up in his lap, and he can show you exactly what to do to bring the healing that you need, you can go through anything. So I say be encouraged. Be encouraged. And don't be afraid. When you hear the prompting of the Holy Spirit telling you you need to deal with this, and you need to do this, and you need to do this, then do it. Be willing to do it. Amen. And it's going to cost you. Anything that's worth anything costs you. Amen. You're not going to get anything of value without cost. Anything of value comes with a cost. Look at what Jesus did. He purchased our salvation and put us back in the fellowship and the family of God. But it cost him something. It cost him something. And he was willing to be the sacrificial lamb to take away the sins of the world and put us back in fellowship with our Father. So I encourage you today, whatever your situations are, whatever you know that you need to be healed with, healed of, don't run. Don't run. Don't be afraid. Say, here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. I'm willing because I know you're going to do what needs to be done as I surrender myself to you. So I say be encouraged. Be encouraged. And just, the Lord. just this quick scripture, just to back up what um, Minister Ronnie was saying, and it's Isaiah 49, 15 to 17. Can a mother forget or abandon the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget and abandon the baby, I will not forget yes, you or abandon you, says the Lord. Amen. See, I have engraved you on, my, on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. Amen. Amen. Wow. There's wow. another scripture that I would like to bring forth because there, she said many things in what she was sharing concerning in a healing. And one of the things that you need to hold on to is trust. Mm -hmm. You've got to trust the Lord. And yeah. the scripture says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, yeah. with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. You cannot lean to your own understanding in this situation. And even if you don't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to you about how you need to be delivered or healed of some things from the past, you may just know because of the fact you're not growing, just like she said earlier. Remember those things. You may not be growing. You may be going backwards in some areas. And, and know that you're supposed to be going forward. 
know that there's something stopping you. Yes, yes. You need to know that. Yes. And you need to cry out to the Lord at that very moment and let him know that you need help. Yes. Let him know that you want to trust him. Yes. Let him know that, oh, that you know that he can help you through all that you're going through. And he will do it. Yes. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Praise the Lord. That, that was powerful. That was powerful. But that is what inner healing is. Um, we talked about one of the treatments for depression um, in the secular side, and that's called catharsis. However, catharsis is just talking it out. A lot of the times when you go to the psychologist and they take you through catharsis, they're asking you a whole lot of questions, okay? But they're not going to really give you any solutions. They're going to talk, let you talk, and they're going to say, uh, well, what do you think? You know, and um, you'd be like, well, that's why I'm here. And, no, what do you think? What do you think you need to do? And see, they're not going to tell you, go ask the Holy Spirit. Right. They're not going to tell you, go get in the Word. Right. Unless they're Christian psychologists, they may. But most people don't go to them. You know, I'm sure a lot of people do, Christians do, but a lot of Christians don't. But a lot of the Christian psychologists, though, um, have kind of slid to the side of secular psychology because they want more patients. You know, they want more money. You know, you have to have clients to earn a living. And a lot of the clients are not going to go to a Christian psychologist because they don't understand Christianity, period. They're not saved, period. They don't believe in God, period. So that's all I'm saying. You know, he told her, the Lord, our God, our Father, told, come in my lap. Come get in my lap. And we're going to have a conversation. But in the end, because I am omniscient, I know all things. Yes. I know how to get out of you what you need to get out. And I know what to put right back in yes. so that you will be made whole. Yes. Amen. 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 That was powerful. Yes. Um, God, time went so fast. <laughs> and we're just about out of time. But we encourage you. To hear what she said, yes. let it go into your heart because I know people out there hurting. And what she's, I'm still going through inner healing for some things. Yes. And that was my sister who was speaking. And yeah, it took me longer to understand that I didn't trust God as Father. It took me longer to understand that I needed to go to Him and get healed of that spirit of abandonment. It took me longer than it took her. You know, and I'm still going through things. There are things that I have been through that she probably hasn't been through. And, I mean, they all leave holes in you. If you could see your spirit man sometime. After coming through the stuff that we come through, if we could literally see our spirit man, we would see how the the bombs and the bullets and the... You know, I'm just speaking as far as warfare is concerned. You know, when you people go into warfare, they have the guns. And you you can literally see the holes that the enemy has uh, placed there because of the things that he has taken us through. Amen. We trust that you're enjoying the series of messages that you're hearing. And if you are, we want to hear from you. Reach out to us at 
sortoutministriesdc at gmail.com. God bless you and stay in faith.